Today we are continuing our series looking at Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Now it's often a good idea to have a speaker who has some experience of the subject on which they are speaking. So if the talk is on prayer, it's good to have someone like Pete Gregg, as he has so much experience of running prayer meetings and praying for people. Or if the talk is on prayer for healing, it's so encouraging to have a speaker who knows about healing, who can share their successes and their failures, and who can pass on real experience of effective healing prayer. So I'm not surprised that James and Wayne especially asked me to talk about today's passage, which Jane, my wife, will now read for us. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. I hope you all realise that I was joking. I am far from perfect. Indeed, as I've commented before, if you knew even half as much about me as God does, you would be turning off your TVs and remote devices, quite correctly complaining about what right have I to give talks. I have always found this section of the Sermon on the Mount to be incredibly challenging. It's as if Jesus is shattering forever the idea that you get to heaven by being a nice person who keeps the precise words of the commandments. He explains that the standard required is far higher than just obeying the words. For example, he makes it clear that the rule, do not murder, does not simply mean that you don't kill people, but also that you do not hate anybody in your heart. Equally, he makes it clear that the commandment, do not commit adultery, does not only apply to physical unfaithfulness, but is broken by anyone who looks lustfully at another a standard that few, if any of us, manage to reach. And he commands us not to seek revenge, but to love our enemies. And Jesus then concludes it all with today's passage. Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Now, if you're already perfect, you don't need to listen to the remainder of this talk. But for the rest of us, myself included, the starting question must be, Lord, given my many failings and imperfections, how do I even start on the road that ends in perfection? Well, I think that the Bible gives us a pretty good starting point. Proverbs chapter 9 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. I've noticed that many people who do not claim to have any kind of relationship with Jesus are often quite content with their own standards. They might say something like, I've never done anything particularly wrong. I'm a good person, really. But when people actually recognise that God exists and realise his total perfection and sinlessness, they see that they themselves are unutterably sinful and unworthy their standards just woefully below those of Almighty God. So, for example, when the disciple Peter was first called by Jesus, and it dawned on Peter who Jesus actually was, his response was to fall on his knees and say, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. Even those who we might think of as being more godly realise that their own righteousness is no more than dirty rags when compared to the perfection of God. In the year 740 BC, the prophet Isaiah saw a vision of God and he cried out, 
Woe to me, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. So the starting point on the road to perfection is to realise that there is a God whose standards are perfect. Keith de Berry was the rector of St Aldate's Church in Oxford, and he also used to go to other churches to tell people about Jesus. On one occasion, a man who worked in a local factory, uh, let's call him Fred, accepted Jesus as his saviour and became a Christian. Now, Fred had been known in the factory for his foul language and his swearing. But as soon as he became a Christian, he stopped this. A few months after his first visit, Keith DeBerry went back to the church to encourage those who had become Christians. On this return visit, he met Fred, who was really dejected, and saying that being a Christian was just too hard and he couldn't do it. Apparently, Fred hadn't uttered a single swear word for several weeks, but one morning he was riding his bicycle to work when a car cut across him, he fell off his bike, and out came a stream of profanities. But Keith DeBerry explained to Fred that he was missing the point. Before he'd become a Christian, he just wouldn't have cared about his swearing and foul language. But now he was ashamed because he had let down Jesus, his saviour. You see, the beginning of wisdom is understanding who God is, that he is our loving creator whose son Jesus died for us on the cross to set us free from our rebellion and sin. And when we start to appreciate this truth, it begins to have a profound impact on the whole of our lives. The next step is to realise that Jesus didn't say, be perfect, just to place us under condemnation. But he also gave us the wherewithal to achieve it. When we become Christians, we enter into a personal relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God fills us. The Lord said to the prophet Jeremiah, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So our task is not to try to strive for perfection by our own abilities. Rather, our task is progressively to surrender aspects of ourselves to God's Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit fills our lives more and more, so we increasingly resemble our Heavenly Father. Now, the Holy Spirit entered us when we were converted, but usually he's very gentle and he won't force himself on us. Rather, he waits for us to open up to him areas of our lives so that he may refine those areas and make them perfect. Really, the challenge for us is to start. Let me give you an example. Ed Silvozo is an Argentinian evangelist used to addressing huge audiences, but he tells us that he was a very shy teenager. Each morning he would take the bus to school and often the same people were on the bus. One night he had a dream in which he saw himself walking towards the gates of heaven and some of the people on the bus were shouting out, Don't let him into heaven. He rode on the bus with us every day and he never even told us about salvation in Jesus. Now Ed Silvozo recognised that God was talking to him through that dream. But being very shy, he didn't actually want to do anything. So he decided to do the very least he could do. He took some booklets about Jesus onto the bus. He would pray for the person sitting next to him. And when he got up to get off the bus, he would leave the booklet on his seat, hoping that the person might spot it and read it. Having done that for a week or so, he felt courageous enough actually to hand the booklet to the person next to him, 
just before he got off. He would say something like, I'm getting off the bus now, but I think you might find reading this booklet helpful. After a month or so, he felt able to go one stage further and actually start talking to the person next to him, because he could always say, I'm really sorry, this is my stop and I need to get off here. Ultimately, he got to the stage where he would get onto the bus and say aloud, I am a Christian and I believe you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Please come and talk to me. I get off at X stop. The point of this story is that God doesn't expect us to go from utter wretchedness to sinless perfection in one leap. He quite understands that almost all of us need to progress by way of little steps. The challenge for us is to keep going. If a ship is stationary, you can turn the rudder all you like and it will have no effect. It's only when the ship gets underway and starts moving that the rudder has effect. If you're a Christian, God has his hand on the tiller of your life, but you still need to start moving so that he can then steer you in the way he wants you to go. So it's important that we do not stagnate. We must keep going a step at a time. Now, how in practical terms do we allow the Holy Spirit to carry out the task of making us more perfect day by day? I have to say that I don't think there's any quick fix here, but part of the answer is deliberately to choose to spend time in God's presence. For me, I find that there's a great temptation to do things for God rather than actually spend time in his presence. Sandy Miller was vicar of Holy Trinity Brompton before Nicky Gumbel. One evening during a Christian conference, Sandy took time off and went for a walk on the beach. As he was walking, he said to God, Lord, I would do anything for you. But the Lord replied to him, Sandy, I want you. The amazing truth is that Almighty God wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. And just as we spend time with our spouse or our children, getting to know them and interacting with them, so we need to spend time to find time to spend with God. I have to say that this is not something that I find easy, and I certainly don't stand before you as somebody who speaks from experience. But I am challenged that as we get ready for God to work powerfully, each of us needs to deepen our personal relationship with him. Can we rearrange our schedules so that each day we sit quietly in his presence? Just before lockdown, we had that really challenging video by Claire Benyon on meditation. Could we find time regularly to meditate on a few verses from the Bible? Or are you able regularly to fast food for a day so that you may humble yourself during that time before the Lord and open yourself to hear him speaking to you? I am convinced that God speaks to all of us from time to time, but I find that I am often so tied up with the business of the day that I simply do not hear him. So let me conclude. Firstly, Jesus commands us to be perfect just as God is perfect. Secondly, this is not something that we can achieve by our own efforts. We need to allow the Holy Spirit, often little by little, to take over every aspect of our lives so that we more closely resemble our Heavenly Father. As part of this, we need to try to arrange our lives so that we spend some time each day consciously in the presence of God.